how many of you guys can think back to a time when you're dating your spouse or just dating your dating a random girl in your life or whatever <laughs> and you think back or man and you think back to the times where man like you know i really pursued them i, I asked them out i you know was creative with my ideas i was so much fun and then you know maybe you end up getting married to them and then that changes so marriage the pursuit of your spouse does not end when you get married wow yeah it so. is true and it could be like when you're dating you know and there may be a little bit of differences and you know i've heard from many um wiser people with wiser couples they say you know your marriage is still on fire but the fire starts to burn into embers and gets hotter and hotter as the years go by it's not so i guess um bright but it can be really deep a deep love for your spouse is, is a lot different than a bright love for your spouse but it can be both and so you know we're going to be talking about this today on the simple mission podcast yeah so this is a i don't know what episode number this is now but this is a uh, episode that is currently part of our podcast series on how to have a thriving marriage and so this is one of the points that we cover in the first episode and so we're excited to get into it we're excited to challenge you a little bit and uh maybe get you thinking maybe give you some ideas some pointers on how to you know pursue your spouse like right now if you know, sometimes it, it can be hard to kind of start doing this again if, you know, this is something that's not um, natural or something that's not, like, practiced um, weekly or monthly. Um, but it's really important to pursue your spouse, and we'll explain a little bit more. But, yeah, we're excited for this episode, and uh, this is part of the podcast series, and we hope that you've been enjoying it so far. Yeah, so, you know, just know that you're not at the end of your, uh, you know, relationship journey once you're married. So, kind of like how we said earlier, you know, your love and relationship uh, can and needs to keep growing. That's real important. You know, that's what we've discovered in our marriage, and that's what, you know, we're going to be talking to you guys about today. So, uh, you know, we want you to have a thriving marriage, a thriving relationship. Uh, overall, we don't want you just just to survive, you know. Um, you know, the thing is, if you've listened to our, you know, um, investing episode within your marriage, it sounds pretty similar maybe to pursuing your spouse, but the differences between these two main points is that, is that mainly for building love and intimacy with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, what this is all about, but you know, um, but I guess, you know, maybe whenever we're talking about this, you know, maybe think back to the time whenever you, you know, first dated your spouse now, um, you know, how you pursued them, maybe call them, text them. I know Leanna and I were pretty, pretty smitten over each other. <laughs> We've been using that word lately, yeah, smitten. <laughs> smitten. So I remember that, you know, I asked her out for coffee at Starbucks and I was like, oh, you know, I don't know how this is going to go. We'll see how it all goes. And we ended up being there for like over two hours, like talking and stuff. <laughs> we drank our coffee in like 10 minutes and then we kind of talked about things. And I guess I... I was pretty nervous, so I talked a lot, and Leanna didn't talk much. She was nervous, <laughs> so she didn't talk much. I was, and then, I was hearing him out. That's yeah. what I was doing. And so, yeah, she was hearing me out. And then uh, I guess I had a lot to say. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then we, you know, we went to church the next, or two Sundays from yeah. then. I went to church, and I was by myself, and Leanna came up and, you know, asked me if, 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 if she wanted uh, me to sit next to her. And I was like, yeah, sure, so... That's kind of where it all started, you know. I asked her out for coffee. She asked me to sit with her at church. Boom. 
that's how you do it in the Christian relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you sit next to them in church and in the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> but so. um, anyways, it's just funny to kind of like recap on like the very, very beginning of our relationship because... Not to say that, oh, it's not like that anymore, but the feeling of like, oh my gosh, like, what is he, when is he going to test me? When is he going to call me? Like, that feeling is kind of like not there anymore. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it, you know, we were trying to describe like the type of love that you have at the beginning of a relationship or while you're still dating them. And we were thinking about like, you know, in the beginning, like, love is, like, super passionate, and it's super fiery, and it's really, really hot. I'm not saying, like, hot, oh, my God. Like, I'm saying, like, hot, like, it's really hot. But, you know, we were thinking about it, and we knew that, in a way, it burned too quickly, and it's too hot for us to sustain that if it ended up going everywhere, it, it becomes, like, a wildfire. But, you know, in our marriage your love for your spouse is just like a gentle fire, you know, in the fireplace that warms you and it covers you with, you know, security and like warmth and love. But yeah, yeah. the thing is about that, you have to keep that fire going or yeah. the fire's going to burn out in the fireplace. Um, so I guess not to stay like, you know, a, be- a beginning of a relationship or any relationship that's not, you know, you're not married yet. Not to say that that's not you know, a good kind of love or anything, but there's all types of love, you know, in a relationship. And sometimes the love kind of like, what's the word? It converts into something less, but even better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there's different types of intimacies, like, and love, like, like um, a physical love intimacy and there's emotional love and intimacy. There's spiritual, you know, love and intimacy, um, you know, intellectual love and intimacy, maybe social love and intimacy. These are all kind of some examples that, you know, that we need to kind of keep in mind while pursuing our spouse. But there's a lot of different other areas, too. These are just these are just some examples, you know, mm-hmm. I think whenever Leanne and I first went on our date, I feel like we kind of maybe touched on a lot of those maybe not the most the physical one but we touched on the emotional and the spiritual <laughs> intellectual you know and maybe the social as well too and that was that was really fun you know but you know it, it's something to be a part of you know whenever you you know um ways to pursue your spouse can be more than just the, the sex part and the physical part you know yeah. it can be more you know talking to them and you know um getting into their feelings getting men getting your feelings out too not harboring them in your mind yeah. you know and doing things with them like outside the house yeah too. having fun too you know and so you know um so let's talk about this let's talk about some ways we can pursue your spouse mm-hmm. husband and wives you listen up <clears throat> here's some you know some tips we're going to talk about yeah so the first one is i think it's pretty obvious that you hear everywhere but it's super important is to date each other ding 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 like not a surprise but you know the the thing is that when you want to keep dating each other you know weekly or monthly or whatever you probably need to go over expectations of like what you're expecting out of the date or what you're what what kind of date you're expecting or you want something more like elaborate you want something more chill or if you do want something more elaborate but your spouse doesn't want to do that to save money then we have to you know find a compromise somewhere 
But um, so a few questions like maybe how often, you know, how often do you want to go on a date? You know, do you want it to be a weekly thing? Maybe in your season of life, it's too hard to do that. And maybe bi-weekly or monthly. Um, yeah. But it's just something to think about. Because, like, if you do a monthly one, then maybe you can do something a little bit more elaborate. Because this is your one time a month that y'all can go out on a date, if that makes sense. Yeah. Versus, like, weekly, you know, you can have it, you know, more chill or more um, cost-effective and saving money. <laughs> And you can even do things at home, like when your kids go to bed, like y'all can do something at home, like together. That can be one way of having a date. Um, so, uh, will your children be a part of it? Is another question. Or are you going to find someone to take care of them? It might be easier to do it monthly because you know you have the whole month to figure out who can wash your kids or babysit them. Um, while you don't want a date and I've heard of this before and obviously we've never done it because we're about to have a baby but I've heard of um uh couples like trading on um like babysitting the other people's kids because like then they can go out on a date and then they'll do that like the next week or the next month Hmm. that's one way to do that that is you know saving money as well um and then one more question is um you know, what kind of date? I already said that, but, you know, do you want something like dinner? You want to go out for dinner? Or do you want something like, you know, you can do anything else. Like, go out for breakfast or go out for lunch or go to a coffee shop, save some money. <laughs> There's all kinds of ways to do it, you know? Yeah, we think, um, you know, as far as the, the, the dating goes, you know, we like to do breakfast dates. We've kind of getting into that. We used to do, you know, uh, dinner dates earlier on. But we're starting to do, um, you know, uh, dinner dates, uh, sorry, breakfast dates now and lunch dates just because, like, dinner's so overrated, you know. I mean, it's fun stuff, <laughs> but, yeah, it's kind of overrated. Breakfast is much more fun. And you get, like, homey m- m- f- food. You can eat a lot more calories in the morning. And, you know, there's oh, just yeah, so much true. more benefits to having breakfast dates. <clears throat> you know, everybody's all kind of waking up and you're talking. You're not, like, at the end of the day, you're, like, dragging. So. Yeah, that's true. You could be really tired from the whole day. And it's like, oh, we're going on a dinner date. Yay. Yeah, and breakfast is like probably 50% cheaper than a dinner. Oh, yeah. Maybe a, maybe 80. Depends on where you go. But yeah, so, you know, you can save money. You can have fun. You're awake. You're alert. You know, breakfast is a really good option. You know, um, it's, a good, it's a good start to the day. And we have a lot of fun. Like, we generally try to go to different little breakfast nooks, places around here in, uh, you know, Corpus. So Very small amount, but, you know, we, we're pretty much, we still have to have a few more that we haven't been to before. But it's kind of fun, too, exploring, like, different ones. Like, maybe try not to go to the same one unless you love that one. But try, like, different ones around in your area if you can, if you live in a town or a city. Yeah. And some of the things that Leanne and I like to do in the evenings... Uh, you know, we'll generally eat dinner here, and then we, we generally like to go to the beach. We live pretty close to the beach, so we go down to um, North Padre Island and go over there and hang out and chill and just sit and relax. We sometimes bring our books, and we read, and, you know, we talk and just kind of watch the sunset go down, walk on the beach, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe sneak in some kisses and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, that's some of the things that, you know, Leanne and I like to do. We do like to cook now. You know, Leanne and I are kind of getting into cooking, like, um, some things that like we've tried, you know, some some homemade things that have turned out pretty well, you know. Um, but and that- I'll I'll always ask I I always ask David um 
oh, okay, so what do you rate this meal that I made? You know, 10 out of 10, like, like, what would you rate it? And sometimes he'll be like, 8, because, you know, there's always room for improvement, you know, he's joking with me. But there's been a few times, the last few times I made something for both of us, so he'll say 10 out of 10, because he Yeah, it's it. so good. So always keep that in mind, if your husband or your wife really love food, and, you know, that kind of their, like, love language, you know, maybe you can put something for them, or... Y'all can go out to dinner or something because they love, like, going to different places or restaurants. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, dating yourself. It keeps things really fun. Um, you just, like, enjoy being together. And you kind of remember, like, what it's like when you first started dating, when you first started, you know, just got married, you know, that feeling. You know, we're not saying that chase that feeling, but we're saying, like, you know, it's okay to cultivate, like, the sweet feeling of the beginning moment of your relationship and so yeah we think it's important to have fun and it kind of it kind of um makes you less serious about life sometimes we can be so serious about everything we have to do and all the things you know that we do for work or for our kids or for church and all that so we going on a date kind of like you know puts puts that in the back burner for a little bit and you can just have fun with each other yeah that's good Mm -hmm. now the other kind of area that we need to talk about is you know kind of selecting a time in your day or week it depends on what kind of lifestyle y'all live to catch up and talk about you know your life and feelings this is good to be to to do daily really we need to do this daily whether it's on the phone at night or or um like you know uh whether you're at the house and you know y'all are just hanging out on the couch and stuff It's, it's good to talk about it or whether you're just you know, in the car. Oh yeah. Two. We definitely talked in the car a lot more than I, than I think. <laughs> yeah. So this is good. You know, ask them specifically how their day went. How's their what's going on in their life? You know, um, you might be surprised by what you hear. Mm-hmm. You know, ask specific questions. You know, to get down um, into the feelings and emotions with it. You know, be sure to. And this is good for women too. I feel like men have expectations to, you know, talk to their wives about how they're feeling, and but women need to do the women need to do the same thing to us men because we don't like to talk about things like that. But it, over time, it gets easier, yeah. you know. So, and thankfully, with you know the woman that you're married to, hopefully she understands that and she's patient with you and trying to get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I think I remember mentioning this in one of the previous episodes, um, but I said, like, you know, we wives need to give our husband the time and space to, like, be able to say something. Like, you can't just ask him a question and then expect an answer right away or expect him to share his feelings right away because, first of all, like you said, you know, it could be really hard for them to even share that. And then second of all, it's um, not as natural. So, and they have to process, like, what what they want to say. They don't want to say something wrong, you know. They're going to take their time and what they're going to say. So, just remember to give them the time and space, too. And and same thing with the husband. You know, give your wife the time and space, too, because maybe she doesn't like to share her feelings. You know, there are some, you know, women out there that don't like to share. Hold back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. Yeah, so... That's really important, but we'll go ahead and move on to the next point because the next point is going to be a little different. <laughs> so the next point is to take the time to make your spouse feel loved and fulfill their needs. So, 
I guess, you know, what we're saying is we call for you to serve your spouse and to, you know, fulfill their needs, you know, because this can build intimacy um, with your spouse and, you know, make them feel loved is a way of serving them because sometimes making them feel loved is not something that you feel like doing all the time. You know, oh, I don't want to feel like doing this. I don't feel like, you know, touching. I don't feel like hugging or all the other stuff. But, you know, it's a way of serving because, you know, you're thinking of them, you're thinking of you know, you want them to feel cherished and loved, but, you know, it doesn't always come naturally, it doesn't come easy, um, especially if you've been married for so long, <laughs> um, you know, compared to when you first got married and all of that, but um, I'll, I guess we'll have David share the Bible verses, so it's First Corinthians 7, 2 through 4. Yeah, so it says, but because there's so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should, should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the woman should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority to, over his body to the wife. Dang. Dang. Okay, so... The Bible said it. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's crazy is, you know, I feel like a lot of people in the world that don't really know God and his words are always like... Oh, in the Christian marriage, like the husband, you know, can do whatever he wants. He can have whatever he wants from from his wife. But it says on there that the husband also gives authority of his body over to his wife. So both of you have authority over each other's bodies, you know. And it's not to say you're going to demand things or demand like, oh, we're going to do this right now. But it's more of just like remembering like you married each other and you made a commitment to each other and that you gave each other's body to each other and so it's just one of those things like we are to fulfill you know each other's needs <laughs> both of us and so I think it's really important to remember to communicate you know expectation of you know having sex with your husband or your wife because if you don't communicate that you might end up feeling more resentful you know, or bitter toward, you know, the thing that's supposed to be beautiful and fun and holy in the Lord's eyes when it, you know, in the marriage. So, um, yeah, we want to make sure we address that really quickly to make sure that, yeah, that is a part of marriage. And um, sometimes it's really uncomfortable to talk about it with your husband or wife, but it doesn't have to be. Like, you both know each other. you seen each other naked <laughs> it's like literally it doesn't have to be physically but it can also be um like in your mind you know naked mind naked soul like you you see them for who they are yeah who their true self is mm-hmm. okay. do you have anything to add to that no <laughs> do you just all streamish whenever we start yeah. talking about this <laughs> you want to go ahead and move on to the next yeah, point? Yeah, sure. That was fun, though. We needed to talk about that. So let's move on to the next point, and that's to, you know, maybe um, go on a trip with your spouse only. This is a fun one. This is really recommended, highly recommended. You know, attempt to go on one or two trips a year if you can without your kids, even if it's just for one night somewhere. Even if it's in your own town or your own city, you can just, you know, go get a hotel for fun and, you know, maybe get served by the staff. Ooh. And then, you know, you can serve your husband and wife without thinking about having to do the little mundane things you know so Mm -hmm. that's always so much fun you know i know we're having a baby and you know soon and so you know we're gonna we don't really 
I guess, understand this quality or this kind of point yet fully because we don't have a kid that's like surround that needs us all the time, you know, and stuff. So, but I think whenever we get to that point, we're gonna, you know, make sure like, you know, we're gonna have our time to ourselves and stuff, and that'll be a lot of fun, you know. Um, yeah. Just some good, some good quality time with each other, um, you know. But uh, so that that's kind of what we what we've been doing you know um what what we're gonna try to do whenever we have a kid because we spend a lot of time with each other as it is just without a baby (laughs) and so yeah we're literally about to have a baby like and we're recording this in like a week or two yeah um so we know that you know in different seasons of life this can't be done you know where you can go on a trip or do dates with your spouse because of a certain season of life because you know, like having a baby, for instance. But, you know, we also did prepare ourselves really far in advance. <laughs> you know, we spent a lot of extra time together. We went on a short trip. You, we've been doing a lot of coffee shops. And, you know, we just really just cherish our time together before having our baby, Alora. But, um, yeah, we just, we just know that this is crucial. And, you know, everything that we have read, you know, every you know every like marriage books that we've read you know a lot of people have recommended like just try to spend some uninterrupted time with your spouse without your kids even just for one night like you know just every few months or every six months or so like it's really important to have that and even like you can even take your kids to your you know your parents house and you can have your time alone at your house you know that's one way to save money you know if that's something that can't be done financially but we think it's really important because it's just fun. It's just so much fun to do that. And y'all can kind of dream and, you know, talk about your your goals together as a family and as a couple. So, yeah, I just think it's really important to remember. And we're going to make sure we do that, even after having a baby later on. <laughs> yes. So the next point here is kind of be willing to learn and listen and enjoy what you know um doing things with him you know maybe maybe do some maybe do some social things you know does your husband love sports you know uh be with him during the sports games ask him about it and maybe attend some sporting events um you know is there uh is there you know things that things that like you know um that your that your spouse loves to do maybe she loves shopping maybe Maybe she loves going to the movies. <laughs> Maybe she likes cuddling on the couch. You know, these are all important things that, <clears throat> you know, that, you know, you can do with your spouse and have fun too, you know. Maybe get an appointment for two to get your toes done, you know. Maybe, you know, join them in an exercise time. I mean, there's just tons of things you can do, you know. Maybe read a book together and talk about it or read the Bible and talk about it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is the last one that David was saying about the Bible is, um, David, you know, he does read the Bible, but and I, but I love studying the Bible and like, you know, talking about what I've learned from it and all that. It's not to say he doesn't like that, but it's not doesn't come very natural to him. And so I have suggested, oh, like let's study a book of the Bible together and you know have you know read a chapter or two a week and we can just go over it. It's very simple. And at first it was kind of like, okay, let's do it. And then now like he loves it. Like we both love it t- together. And so. It's not to say that we're saying, oh, you always got to spend time together and do something together, but we do think it's important to have, like, one thing that y'all do together. Maybe the other spouse doesn't love it as much, or um, they have to be willing to serve them in a way because they don't enjoy very much that, you know, they're willing to do it with you because they love you. 
Yeah, that's something that's really special and fun. Mm-hmm. So have fun with this. You know, this is some fun things that that you can do. Listen to their needs. Listen to what they want to do and have fun together. So, yeah. The last thing we have is to pray for them. You know, pray for your spouse. Um, pray with them. This is really important. And I pray multiple times a day. And uh, this is just one thing, you know, pray for the request. You don't have to ask them every day what their requests are. But if you feel like they're struggling with something, you know, maybe ask for their feelings about request, mm-hmm. prayer request, and, uh, you know, pray with them. Pray, pray for your spouse in your alone time. Pray, pray over your spouse in person. You know, God wants to be there with you throughout your marriage, and he wants to be a part of it. And you f- just feel so much at peace whenever your spouse prays for you or, or prays with you. It really feels like they really care about you and stuff. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. a reminder of, you know, our, the very first point that we made is your foundation, you know, of your marriage is it under God. And so praying for them kind of like, re, like almost like reiterate like that foundation that you have together under God. And if God is in your marriage, like nothing can, you know, break you all apart. And so, you know, if your spouse is going through something, that's a way to pursue them. You know, even if they don't want to talk about it, if they don't really want to share what's going on, you can pray for them and fight for them. And that's a way of pursuing your spouse. Um, Like, even if it's not a fun thing to do, it can be a challenging thing to do to pray for them every day, even if they're not responding or changing or you know, not sharing anything, just keep praying for them and, you know, don't probe them too much. But one way you can help them out is to pray for them. um, And that's a way of pursuing them. But yeah, so that's all of our point. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) We had fun with this. Hope you guys are loving this. We're loving this. Um, And so hope you'll have a great week. We'll see y'all later. We'll see y'all soon next time. Bye. Bye.